a much finer vodka. This to the vibes, to rock vibes. Let's go. Azariah Milan, Cartagena Smitty, what's good? Pizza Rock, what's good? Man, we got a faithful crew out here. Armando, what's good? Diddy iPad, what's good? And yo, let me tell you something, man. Shout out to everybody out there. Today, I want to shout out my man. I'm going to just leave it at tone. I went bike shopping. So I don't know if you've been looking. I've been riding bike forever. Just for cardio. Not trails. Not trying to win a contest. Not trying to be with 40 guys riding bike. I don't want to wear spandex. Just to lose weight. To be cardio. And, um, and so I got three bikes. But they're like hood crackhead bikes. And I'm looking at everybody on Instagram and all of a sudden it's a bike phenomenon and everybody is smiling and having fun. And I'm wondering why I go ride my bike every day. It's like a job. Like it's like hard work. And you see that picture my daughter took of me the other day where I was exhausted, dying. Um, and so I said, let me go see if I could buy me a new bike. When I went to the bike place, a good friend of mine told uh, that I know for over 20 years pulls up in this bike. And he says, yo, what you doing there? I said, I'm buying a bike. He said, first of all, you in the whack bike place. Go to the good guys over here. I don't, I, I, damn, I don't know their names off rip, but I'll tell you them all. But he said, but before we go there, why don't you ride my bike? And I rode his bike. And I felt like I felt when I was a young kid in elementary riding bike. It felt so good. It was moving fast. It was easy. It felt like fun. And I said, these guys have been cheating. This is what these guys have been doing. They got good bikes. My shit is like, oh, like a dinosaur. Prehistoric. Oh, you know how these people must have been looking at me, man, riding that bike like, oh, like. Damn, this guy won't, he won't buy no real bike. 
And man, I got a bike. Tomorrow I'm going to tell you the place because they were so nice to me. But shout out Tone for steering me the right way. There's actually bikes you could buy that's fun. Um, shout out my brother Khaled. He's been on his bike three days in a row. And today I seen him, he was like, uh, but he went far, far. And so I'm proud of him. And uh, tonight we got D-Wade, Miami Zone, Chi-Town Zone, Dwayne Wade on tonight. Shout out Nick Cannon was on last night. Shout out Shaquille O'Neal was on Friday night. This thing is you could just come on my Instagram and look back at these episodes. Um, it's pretty amazing. Tonight, 10 o'clock Eastern, we're on Revolt TV. Tonight is the Black Lives Matter episode. We got everybody from Benjamin Crump to Al Sharpton to Bum B to Tamika Mallory. You talk about it, we got them. Ain't no regular show. They don't call me Joker Winfrey for nothing. And what happens is when you ain't got boss, you can say what you want. Shout out to Butterworld. Hey, Butter, man, that, that basketball uh, joint you doing is incredible. Um, What's the name of it? Put it down, Butter, so I can shout it out. That's one of my favorites. Because you know how I love basketball. Also, one of my favorites is Dog in the Yard by Pistol Pete. Uh, he's interviewing guys who did big time and show you the horrors of jail and why you shouldn't go there. You know, I love that. Drop Dead. Yo, what up, Drop? And so, we trying to stay healthy. We trying to stay focused. Streets First Podcast, at Street First Podcast. Man, you got everybody on there, man. That If you want to know, get NBA, because he got NBA on there. <laughs> that Street First uh, Podcast is something else. Fly Guy Buddy, what's up? Yes, sir. Tomorrow night, Artists of the... Artist of the Year, according to MTV, the beautiful Miss Doja Cat. Yes, sir. And Thursday, I'm, I'm psyched for this. A-Rod. And so, we bring you free of charge the biggest shit in the game. It's saying... I'm not just hallucinating, being crazy or nothing like that. If nobody's on here, we still talk, we still dropping jewels. And uh, one of my favorite lines, and I don't know how to say it, but basically, um, everybody, if your friends are about the business or business and they're doing their thing and they're down, there's nothing wrong with showing them how to win or helping them up. Because life is a game of runs. You never know when you're going to be on top or you're going to need help. 
Shout out Shirley Jones and the Jones girls. Detroit in the building, living legend. Let me tell you something, Shirley. I need you back on soon. We got to talk. Uh, shout out her son, Cam Jones. He raps. I mean, this is about, this is legendary shit going on in here. And, uh, you know, so uh, if they're worthy of it, I'm not talking about giving people free stuff. I'm not talking about people. Life is a game of runs. And you never know when you need the help. So let's try to give our friends encouragement, inspiration, so we can all be in, in positions of strength. So whenever we turn around and we need the help, these guys are here. Um, and, and that's a big gem that you need to, that if everyone lived by that, you know, it'd be a better place. You know, today I put up a post of what the South Bronx used to look like where hip hop was created. Hip hop was created by blacks and Latinos, the oppressed people, and they had something to say. And you know us at the hardest times, at the worst times, we gotta have fun somehow. And so that's how hip hop was created. Beautiful things come from the darkest time. I tell you all the time, let your darkest moments bring you your most clarity. Let your darkest moments bring your most clarity. Because if you're winning and you're on top all the time, everybody's, yeah, yeah, you never know who your real friends are, who really loves you. But when you're in the struggle and you need help, that's when you know who got you. And so, we're waiting on the legendary D-Way. And you know, sometimes the bigger the star it is, they make us wait a little extra to make a grand uh, entrance. And so, you know, D-Wade is D-Wade, baby. <laughs> And uh, and so you know, you know, we was talking about. Shout out to Erica Ford and all the work she does on the street, my son, the general, and all these guys, who's out there in the streets every day, trying to deflect crime, and not just when a white police officer shoots a black or brown brother or something or sister. We got to police ourselves as well. And gentlemen, as promised, the one and only, D-Way, yo, D-Way, what's up, baby? Hey, yo, yo, Joe, I'm, I'm trying to get in, man. I ain't tech, I ain't savvy like that. I've been up there trying to get in for five minutes. Yo, D, let me tell you something. As long as you gave me your word, I knew you was trying to do something. <laughs> I, I said, shout out to Amada. She's on the check-in. Yo, everybody's on the check-in, D-Wade. Yo, let me tell you something. First of all, that wine is hitting. Thank that you, brother. D -Wade wine. Thank you. Thank I you. I had to fight to get that. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 
No, listen, once the word got back to me, it was nothing. It just took a little while, you know what I mean? Shout out to Sean Beckers, our brother. Oh, my God, Beckers. Uh, what you got going with Beckers? Tell the people, because Beckers, y'all might know him from Rockefeller, being around the industry for 20, 30 years. I know you got yeah. a new business deal with Beckers. Yeah. You know. Yeah, man, first of all, Beckers is, he's a real, he's a real dude. You know what I mean? Like you come across a lot of people in this industry, but when you come across a real one, you, you take note of that. So, you know, I met Pekka's, you know, through my wife and we, we sparked up our own relationship, you know, once we met and I just clocked that he was a real dude. So when I got an opportunity and he also too had, was looking for something new after leaving Rock Nation, um, I got an opportunity. To, there we go. There we go. You know, I got you, bro. You know what it is. Don't play with me. You know, I know. You know it is. But so when we got we got an opportunity, man, to do, I got an opportunity to create a business with CAA. Um, I went to CAA, who has been repping me um, since 2008. Um, and I went to them, and I wanted to start a business that really focused on the minority community and black and brown people. Um, you know, I love CAA, but I also understood that uh, it wasn't a lot of black people that had any position of power. Um, or even a voice um, in certain areas. And so um, in the marketing area that I come from, the brand and marketing, entertainment, sports area, uh, I wanted to be able to, to, to start a company that can really focus on really speaking the voices of black and brown people. Um, and so I reached out to Packers when I wanted to start this company and I asked Packers, would he be a part of it? Because I know Packers is one of them dudes, man, that, you know, when he talk, you know, people listen, they respect you know, what he has to say. crazy, but he works. And he yeah. gets the job done. He, he's our brother and he's fun and all that, but the man earned every inch, every piece of sweat he got. Yeah, brother. Yeah, man. He, he's just he's just he's a good dude. You know what I'm saying? If you're around him, you you know how it is. Y'all look alike. You know, people think you and him. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell he you, you. That boy look like me, Wade. <laughs> Erica Ford, what's up? Keeping the peace in the streets. Now, listen, D-Wade, let me ask you something because you said that. You was team brand Jordan. We seen the commercials with you flying in the air. You know, a big billboards in Miami. Uh, I know where you're going too. Huh? I know where you're going with this. No, no, I know no, where no, you're going. What What happened between you and brand Jordan? Because, and you know, that's my family. Yeah. Um, but you know, why did you move on from brand Jordan? Yeah. Well, nothing happened. You know what I mean? Uh, we had an amazing relationship, man. Shout out, once again, shout out to Brand Jordan. You know what I mean? What Michael Jordan has built, what he has created, I mean, that just continues to give me and other guys just the vision to what, you know, to, what to shoot for. And he gave us a blueprint. So shout out to them, man, what they're doing. For me, Joe, I had an opportunity. You know, I was 30 years of a 30-year-old athlete. I know how it goes. We can't play this game forever. I had an amazing opportunity to build my own brand in china which was obviously a huge market for the nba a pretty good market for myself individually so i took that opportunity to do what mike is doing and i said well mike doing it he gave me the blueprint now let me go ahead and take something from this blueprint and try to do my own thing so that's what i did man wow that's pretty powerful bro um let me ask you a question though I try to sneak in your house and get all them old Jordan P's. <laughs> and you told me there was no more you got rid of them yo yo d way if, if, yo, these sneaker collectors must want to die. You don't know, call me the other day, PJ Tucker said, yo, you ever had a pair of 
D Wade Jordan PEs, and I was you like, hit me. No, the man, I went to your house. And PJ hit me. <laughs> Look, PJ, PJ, PJ hit me and said, "Yo, I guess someone was trying to sell him one of my sneaks. It was, it was a, it was a sneak they made for me to go when I went back to Chicago the first time I was signing with Jordan, one game." And someone had it, and they were trying to sell it to him, and he wanted to make sure it was real because it was expensive. Yeah, I mean, he's a big sneaker collector like me, too. Where can we find your sneakers for sale? Where can we buy your sneakers at? Which ones? You're talking about my sneakers? My, my sneakers? Chinese yours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, my website, wayofwade.com. The name of my brand is the is Way of Wade. It's crazy how I got to that point, but it's, it's Way of Way. So it's wayofway.com, man. That's where people can go and on and find my product. You collaborated with Rick Ross. Rick Ross got a shoe I did. with you? Yeah, man. I did, a, I did a collection with Rick Ross, man. It was dope. We did two sneakers. Uh, they sold out. You will not find them on the website. They sold out quick. Uh, we, got a, we also got a partnership with Amazon. People can go on Amazon and find some of my stuff as well, man. So we out there. Yeah, we and, working. And, and not for nothing, we're going to be all over the place, right? Because I had a schedule questions you know this is the biggest show in the game d wade i don't know if bro you know, this is i know game. it was hard for me to get on i want everybody to know that i've been knowing joe i've been knowing joe for about 16 years now show, and it was hard show. for me to get in they called me joker winfrey did he call me joker <laughs> joe show listen, on. I'm, gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something joe the miami heat are in a closeout game right now and i'm on live with you that's how important you are yeah well i can tell you right now miami's up 59 56. I, I, well, I, no, I got the TV right here. Don't, you know. <laughs> I'm watching. Yo, 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 D-Wade. So I go, um, so damn, I lost my train of thought when I was going to. Oh, so Rick Ross, what made you want to rap? Was <laughs> you always wanted to do? Well, first of all, you know how it is, Joe. Athletes want to do everything that everything but what they do. <laughs> but I would never. I, if they I did not want like, Joe one billion dollars. Do you think Wayne to ever make a rap song? I'd have been like, nah. It's your fault, Joe. You put me on the stage. You the one who put me on the stage early on and lean back on him in Miami. That's your fault. Yo, let me tell That's you something, Wade. And, and let me tell you something, D Wade. There was a lot of people in your retirement party. And um, I just told little Kim this like two weeks ago when she was on the show. She did a big dinner for Biggie, like a big, yeah. beautiful. And she said some beautiful words about me. And you had Pat Riley, you had a whole bunch of basketball. The whole world was in there. And you looked at me and you told a story about when you first came in the league and you was a rookie. And you said, we used to sneak you in the club, Terror Squad. And you would be on stage with us wearing the big TS chain. Thanks. I mean, but it hit, it hit different. Like, so I'm there to celebrate for you. And when you said that, I said, Man, how humble could D-Wade be to just acknowledge something like that 20 years later? Man, listen, because I, I know it's bigger than me. You know what I mean? Like, this, everything I accomplished in basketball, everything I accomplished in Miami, everything is bigger than me. It's so many people that are a part of, of lifting you up and, and helping keep you there. So, you know what I mean? I'm looking around the room, and I'm just, I'm, I ain't had no speech prepared. I just was acknowledging people who came out to show me love, and supported me, and I have been doing that my entire career. And what I wanted to make sure, Joe, that I that I did that, for, that I said that about you is because that was before I was D Wade. It was before I was this cool dude where it was Wade County. You know what I mean? <laughs> y'all y'all saw a young boy out there. I was out there with my boys. I didn't know the streets or nothing like that. 
and y'all took me in. You know, no one knew me in the streets, and y'all took me in and made me feel like I had a family. Every night, every time I went out to the club, I saw I saw Terror Squad in the club. It was always love, and it was like we got you. So I appreciated that protection and I appreciated that love, but I also want to let them know you brought me on the stage. Now it was lean back was hot. Lean back was hot. Now you brought me. We was up there like you now, know. Now so. you said you said in the um retirement party. Said I don't know if y'all know. If y'all was around when Lean Back was around, <laughs> that <laughs> was playing every second, and I was up on that stage leaning back, rocking, rocking, bro. That was listen. You and you, I don't even know if you can understand what that meant to me and what that still means to me, dog. Like, I'm a kid from the inner city of Chicago. I come from nothing. I come from Lord in the dirt, and to be able to in a short, I'm 21 years old. I get drafted to Miami, man. I don't know nothing. You know, all I know is you know the hood. And then I started experiencing things. And that was one of the dopest things for me and my guys to experience, man. Thank it was God, something small man. for you, but it was huge for me. Thank God. You know, you talked about Chicago, and we know you're the nicest guy in the world, but uh, what was it like growing up in Chicago? How tough was it for you and your family growing up in Chicago? Yeah, it was tough, man. You know, it's... But that's what you know. You know, growing up, I was, like, I tell people, like, even my wife, I said, you know, when you think someone said that they was poor, you know, you, you have, everyone have their own thoughts of what poor is. And then once I really explained to my wife, no, this is how poor we really were. <laughs> she, she looked at me like, dang, I ain't know who I married. You know what I'm saying? So, like I, I said, I come, I, come from, I come from nothing. And, I, and you know, that, that, that tagline, people say, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah, I am supposed to be here, but nobody would have said I would ever be here. You know what I mean? And, like, I worked my ass off to get here. But, you know, growing up in, in – I grew up on 59th and Prairie, south side of Chicago, with my mother. My mother went to jail when I was um, nine years old, and I moved with my father. And I, and I lived in this small suburban area called Robbins, Illinois. Uh, we call it Mudville. Um, and that's my life, man. My mom was in prison most of my childhood. Um, you know, my dad was, you know, he tried to put the ball in my hand. He wanted to be wanted. He wanted one of his kids to change the, you know, the way that the way name so the family was, was going. Making sure you was practicing with he one of those dads. He was my coach. He was my coach. It's, it's, it was terrible. <laughs> Yo, it was terrible <laughs> with your father being your coach and, and they need you because you poor. You know what I'm saying? They put that pressure on you. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, D-Way. I know Pops. He don't look like he's your pops. He's your pops. Like my brother. He like my brother. That boy flies hell, man. That yeah, he pops don't look fly. like he don't look he don't look old enough to be D Wade's yeah. pops. Like this yeah. guy Billy D. Williams floating around. <laughs> you know, uh, and I know right. your mom's and she's so cool. You know, I got to sit with her your last game. Yeah. And I hung out with your mom's. It was like a surreal moment. And, and she was like, I can't believe this and me. Me and your moms was just talking like, and I was like, how proud are you? And, and, and me asking her was almost like asking my mother. Because, you know, I don't get to ask my mother, Ma, how you really feel about your son being famous and being Fat Joe and takes care of you. So I'm hustling your moms for the answers <laughs> that my moms would give. Right. I'm like, man, how right. do you feel right now? They're cheering for, for, for Dwayne right now. Everybody's going like, and she was just telling me how proud she was of you. And um, that was like a surreal moment for me. Yeah. Yeah, man. She Listen, preaches now, right? My mom's a pastor. My mom's a pastor. She's been pastoring 
uh, for probably at least 12 years now. Um, you know, like I said, nine years old, my mom's in prison in and out until uh, I get drafted into the NBA pretty much at 21. So, uh, but, you know, our relationship didn't stop because of that. We made my mom, we had a great relationship even when she was behind what she called the walls. You know, we wrote to each other all the time when people still, you know, wrote letters. We wrote letters to each other all the time. And she was my inspiration, you know? Uh, so I'm, man, I'm thankful for my journey. I, I, I celebrate my journey now and I don't look at it as a bad thing anymore. I look at it as a celebration because without it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be you. And I believe wouldn't be, God wouldn't be me. through different journeys in life to, to be us. Like, you know, we, we, we go through stuff and some people go, why me? But it prepares you for the next step in life, you know, and, um, uh, Something I always wanted to get a real answer to. This might be a Jopra moment. Here on this show, it's called a Jopra moment when we hear something we never heard before. A Jopra? A Jopra. I'm oh, Jopra, like Oprah. Okay, a Jopra. This is a Jopra moment. Something right. nobody has ever heard before. I want to. I want you to be honest, really honest with me. Not politically, not interview, not none of my brother. I'm drinking, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Let's go. Did you, Chris, and LeBron, did you know before he announced, when, every, when he said, I'm going to South Beach and everybody acted surprised, did you, did you know already he was coming to, Emma, to, to, to 305? Well, so let me, let me tell you, let me tell you what, what went down. Uh, from, this is my perspective and my story. So to answer your question, yes and no. And I'm going to tell you why. So we now, we, ha we all decided to play together. And I talk about this. I talk about this in my documentary. We all decided to play together on July 4th, right? We all got on the phone and said, we're going to do this together. Mm -hmm. Now, you can't sign until July, I think, 8th or something like that. So we all go off and, and be with our families for July 4th. I don't I reach out to Brian like July 6th, don't hear from him. Reach out to him 7th, don't hear from him. Reach out to him the 8th, don't hear from him. So now I'm like, oh, my man, it went, my man it got cold feet. You know, my Nobody man got cold feet. Nobody talked him out of it. This, you know, I couldn't, he but, wouldn't but, even but hit me back. If, if, if LeBron would have said, we going to New York, would you have gone to New York with him to play, you, him, and Chris? Or Toronto? We, well, we, we thought about it. Well, Toronto wasn't a player at that time, but New York was a player. Uh, well, now it's Brooklyn, but New Jersey was a player, and the Chicago Bulls was a player, right? And, and, the, and when I say that, I say that to say those are the teams that Brian and I was look, were looking at together and Chris. So they couldn't – no other team but the Miami Heat can get three of us, first of all. Everybody else can get two of you. So they can get LeBron and Chris, or they can get LeBron and me. Whoever it was, it was LeBron and somebody. And we had meetings with the Knicks because it was a possibility that we that we were thinking of thinking of going there, but uh, it didn't happen. <laughs> so what, 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 what was your perception of meeting with the Knicks? Because you know I'm a big-time Knicks fan. Uh, honestly, honestly, what was your perception? <laughs> why, why did you say, you know what? Nah, we're keeping it down here. What, what, what turned you off about the presentation? Well, so we know what New York is, and we know what New York can bring, right? For all of us, 
we all knew that if we want to, if you want to make, if you want to be a billionaire one day, we make this move and we go to New York, we can get there quick. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, what we do away from the game can be huge. If we, if we decide to take our, our talents over to New York, but we, we basketball players and we wanted to be in a great basketball situation. New York didn't have a great basketball situation. Even though you say, oh, y'all two come over to everybody coming. At that time, when we were looking at the roster. When we were looking at the team, when we were looking at what they can do, they couldn't do anything. And us coming there, we probably would have put handcuffs on the organization for a while. And it was going to take us time to even win. So mm. it, to, it, the decision was bigger than just, okay, me and Brock can go to New York and maybe and, and play with nobody. Nobody. And Mike D'Antoni was a coach. We love Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni coached us in the Olympic team. So that's why we both were looking at it. And, I, and I'm not speaking for Brian. I'm speaking for myself. That's why we both were looking there. But when it all came down to it, they just wasn't ready for us basketball-wise. Off the court, man, it was amazing. And what we could eventually build, but we wanted to do it right away, and we didn't have time to wait. And Miami was yeah, ready to do it, it right away. Yeah, because it was a lot of pressure. You know, if y'all put this big three together, or you and LeBron, you had to win. Like you, Right away. <laughs> nobody wanted to hear no stories about See you next year. <laughs> let's <laughs> right. recruit. Let, let's wait on a draft. Like, right. like, yo, we want the wins. And then, too, also, let me not let me mention this. And then Chris Bosh, the, the fact that they couldn't bring Chris Bosh in as well. You know, once we realized that for us to be great, it, it couldn't just be us two. We needed the talents of Chris Bosh and what he was a perfect, you know, person in between us. He was a perfect option that could be uh, 1B, he no, could no. be 1C, or some nights he could be 1A. Right, he could do it all. So we needed him, Yo, and the Knicks couldn't get you. him. You know, I was at all them games. Y'all don't yeah. win them chips without Chris Bosh. Bro, people don't get Chris Bosh's no, credit. No. Like people do not I'm get Chris Bosh's credit. You know, you know, Dre from Cool and Dre's your number one fan. That's Yo, my brother. Y'all don't win them chips without Chris Bosh. I'm being honest. No, I watch those you, games with microscope. Listen, one thing I'm going to say about you, Joe, and I, and I can't say this about everybody, but we sat down in my house. We've had conversations about basketball back and forth. You know the game. Oh, yeah. You know the game. So I'm going to respect what you say about the game because I know you know it because we've had arguments back and forth about the game. And yeah, your yeah, arguments yeah. No, are... no, 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 no. Y'all was great to y'all. Y'all had that extra little piece there that wasn't no little piece. You know what I yeah. mean? Like Chris Bosh and, and, and the atmosphere. I can tell you because – you know, I was in the outside looking in. Bro, that arena felt like live nightclub every game. Turn Jesus up. Lord. Turn no, up. Never. I've been to Lakers. I've been New wherever you want to name. I have never seen or felt what I was feeling in that stadium when y'all were playing together, it was a different type of electricity in there. Yeah. Um, it, Bro, that was a moment in time. That four year, that four years with the big three, that's a moment in time that would never be recreated again. That yeah. that moment. Never. Now there's gonna be some other dope things created, but it, it would never be recreated. It ain't gonna again. be as fly as that. Not not as that. That's man. It that ain't was, gonna be as fly as that. Everybody in Miami white. Your man going dose, needle toes. <laughs> yeah. like, you got Gloria Stephon's husband playing the Congos. This shit was off the chain. They even man, built listen. the nightclub in the stadium. Shout out to High. They built the nightclub in there. Shout out to High. 
Yo, <laughs> is Hyde a big seller of the D Wade wine? Is that no? They only think they sell my. I only think oh, they, they sell my wine. Yeah. I don't think they sell my wine at Hyde. Tell you something, that's your team, man. Look, I'm thinking. I'm like, wait, man, do they got? They, no, you know what? We may have. We did something for you. We did something with them. We did. I think we did something with them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. But, but son, two, let me, let me go back up. to this real quick, y'all. Let me go uh, back to this real quick because you mentioned. I gotta go back to Dre from Cool and Dre, my guy. That is my brother. Listen, when I talk about Fat Joe, I talk about Dre. Like these dudes right here made me. They brought me, I'm family, and they made me feel like family to care of me. Dre put my name in a song, the first artist to put my name in a song. Listen. Yo, he won't stop putting your name in songs. That's like, my brother, got, man. You know, you know, I'm a Nick fan. I always loved you, Shaq, and always supported Miami Heat, but I'm a diehard Nick fan. You know that. And I used to be in that studio every night getting roasted, killed, <laughs> murdered. <laughs> By all these Miami, <laughs> shout out to uh, uh, Joe Hound, all of them, the whole, the whole epidemic crew, they was killing me every night. And uh, your son, right? Your son is becoming a star himself out there in Cali on that team. And my daughter's 14, you know, she went to school with him, but. Every little kid I know know your son, LeBron's son. They they know like the hype is <laughs> Yo, they're yes. like NBA players in high school. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they're, they're following, man. You know, it's the social media area, bro. They following is is bananas. You know what I mean? When you got kids that's that young having over millions of followers, you know, it's it's next level. So yeah, my son played on one of the dopest high school teams ever. And unfortunately for him, he got hurt this year and he couldn't be a big part of it like he wanted to. But all that's done is motivate that kid, man, which I'm, I'm glad. But, yeah, man, to, to, for Brown and I to be able to have our kids play together, you know what I'm saying, hopefully that's, hopefully that's just the first time. Hopefully they have many more opportunities in life. But um, that was dope, man. As black parents, as fathers, to be able to say, right, we want our kids to go here, and, and, we go, and they're going to be one of the biggest, you know, teams ever in high school sports because of the name and, or, and the, the aura that comes with the James and the Wade family name. And then you add the – the killers that was on their team, the Brandon Boston's, the Zaire Williams, like these dudes going to be in the NBA in no time. Um, Amari Bailey, young kid, will be in the pros. So they got so many pros on that team, man. It was an honor for, you know, us to be associated with it. It felt like the big three all over again. I'm Bro, it was crazy. Game. I'm watching Bro, the they were selling out NBA arenas. Yo, yo, you got, you got Kim Kardashian in the sideline. Shit crazy. Like, I'm looking at this. I say, yo, it's all it's happening again. Yeah, and man. I'm going to tell you something. I watched your son for many years while you played for the Heat. And he's always proud and happy of his father. But there was always a look in his eye of, I'm going to do this one day in a major way. And I don't care if he was getting you the ball while you were shooting. I don't care. It was always a look, you know, of happiness for you, but that he knew inside, I'm going to do this too. Yeah. He loved it. Like, he's loved it since he started being able to grab things. The first thing, one of the first things he grabbed was a basketball, you know what I mean? And I didn't have to force it on him. I think what I love about his journey is, you would think that because, you know, I beat the odds in a sense and we have a, a brand and we have a name that it would be easy for him. 
but it hasn't been. He's not one of the top players in the world right now. And the kid has talent. He's had a lot of injuries. He hasn't been exposed the way that he may have wanted to be, but it's made him hungry. So for me as a father, I love that he, I love that he has this, his own journey and path. Even though we have, we, we can reach out and say, hey, can we get a trial? Can we do this? Can we do that? Quickly, he understands that it's not going to be given to him. And so now his work ethics this summer has went to a level that, man, as a father, I'm just proud because whatever he does now, whatever he decided to do, I know he's going to have that work ethics when he want to be great at something. So, man, I'm so, I'm so proud of that kid. He, like, he don't even know it. You know what I mean? I'm so proud of him. He don't have to play basketball another day in his life. But, man, he's a great kid. He has his own business at the age of 18. Um, I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a great – to be able to say one day the legacy is going to be passed down to him. He's going to take care of this family, man. That is – I'm, he gonna I'm do lucky. it, yo, yo, D. He gonna do it. I seen it in his eyes many, many, many years ago. He gonna do it. He gonna, yeah. He gonna, Man, do he it. gonna do it, and he gonna do it better than I, than I ever could. Yeah, but. yeah. He gonna. I'm telling you, I watched him so many times, just watching you and watching and and just observing and studying on another scientific level how that kid be looking at you and all that. He's just like, all right, I'm gonna do, but humble. I'm going to do this. Now, we grew up, like you said, South Side Chicago. I grew up the Bronx. Uh, very, uh, I don't know if the right word is homophobic or we have family members that are gay and nobody want to admit it or nobody wanted this and this and that. Um, to touch just the lightest, because this is Joe, bro, right? You my brother, you stop me right now, but you know, Zaya, you know, what was that like for you to embrace it and support your daughter like that? You know what yeah. I mean? Because what, what was that for you? Because, you know, you D-Wade, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. I, You know what? Like, I go back to being a father and having kids. Right. So being a young father, when I had Zaire, he was a boy. Of course, I want him to play basketball. That's what we do. Put that ball in his hand. Let's go. Right. And once he loved it, it was easy. Then I have I have Zaire a couple of years later and I do the same thing. I want him to play basketball. Let's go. Put that ball in your hand. Let's go. And as I as I got older, as I started to be a parent, I started to love my kids unconditionally. I started to sit back and and realize that Zaya did not want to play basketball did not want to play baseball, did not want to do none of those things. And we were forcing it on her. And so I sat back and I watched. And I, about when Zaya was about three years old, she was about three years old, me and my wife had a conversation about the possibility of her coming home one day saying that she was gay. And at that time, I didn't know if I was ready for it because I have never experienced what I knew, what I've known of, I have never been around anyone that has been openly gay or that has been in my family or close to me. So I didn't know how to really respond. I didn't know how to deal with that. You dunking on seven footers, you tough, you be way to yeah. deal with that issue. It's gotta be hard. Uh, yeah. uh, you know what? But what, what happened was though, Fat, what happened? I went, I went to my room and I looked in the mirror and I looked at myself and I said that if she does come home and say that she is gay, what are you gonna do, right? We talk about as parents, we talk about this word called unconditional love. Unconditional. We talk about we would do anything for our kids, right? Unconditional. Unconditional yes, love. And we say we would do anything for our kids. So I had to go look myself in the face. And I, and I had to ask myself that question. What are you going to do, bro? 
right? So then I had to start listening different. I had to start educating myself on a possibility. Not before I knew, but I felt, we felt it. So when she came at nine years old and said, Dad, this is what I am, I was prepared for it, I was ready for it, and I was already educating other people on why we should not say these, these words and why we should not deem or look down on someone because they're not like us, right? Just like us. And so, man, it was easy for me by the time she came out and said, and now the, the, the hardest part about this whole thing is that we're public figures. And being a public figure means that people are going to take shots at you all the time. You could take shots at me all day. But when you take shots at my family, now I got a problem. But I was allowed, I was allowing public, the public figure part of me as a father not post my, my child because I didn't want the comments to be talking about my kid. And then I got to a point where I said, once again, it's about you. It's not about her. You show love to your kids. Don't X her out because of some comments of what people are going to say, right? Because a lot of people out here in the comments, they're uneducated on life. They're in this bubble of life of my, this my is what you've been son, taught. My oldest son is autistic, nonverbal, can't walk. And for a long time, I've always been proud of my kid. We raised him. He's happiest in the world, Joey. Yeah. But I was scared to throw Joey up on social media because I know there's cruel and there's bad people out there that, yep. would, that would take shots at Joey. And so, you know, when I finally did it one day, it was like, oh, my God, we all got autistic kids. We all got autistic kids in our family. We are, Thank you, Joe, for embracing this. We, I know how tough it is. So, you know, when you started it, I believe the word was unconditional love. And what everyone needs to ask themselves is, do, do you truly have unconditional love for yeah. your kids no matter what? Or is it conditional? Or is it conditional? Is your love for your kids conditional? Because you talk like it ain't. And mine, for everybody out there that got comments to say, mine is unconditional. So that means I'm going to ride for oh, mine. You, no, and you I'm going to support that. mine, whoever they are and wherever they go. We unconditional over here. You prove that in, in a major way. You know what I'm saying? So and as long as she's happy, you know what I'm saying, and your family is stable and everybody's happy, um, Gabrielle Union, my sister, you know, most most women I know that are very powerful, they're single. Because guys, for <laughs> some reason, can't handle a strong black woman like that to get money, get her own, let alone famous and beautiful. Uh, what What is that like being D-Wade and having a wife like Gabrielle Union? Right. <laughs> you know what? When we first started dating, it was hard. I ain't gonna even lie to you. I, because once again, I've never been in that situation. I've never seen it before. Never seen any, anybody with those two big lives try to come together and make it work. And so it was hard to kind of juggle it for, for her and I, because my life was big in Miami. So she come to Miami, she gets swallowed up. I come to LA, I get swallowed up. So if your ego and your pride is in there, which we all have, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt a little, it's gonna take a little something, something. So, you know, I think ultimately, you know, we just decided that we liked each other enough. You know what I mean? We like, we, we like being around each other enough that we would, you know, stick it out and figure it out. And we're not perfect, you know, by no stretch of imagination, but we, we continue to, to figure out, we continue to figure it out. 
and how to be. And, and ultimately for me, it's just about me. I just want to do as much as I can once again to support my wife. She had a career before I came around. She had a brand before I came around. She had friends before I came around. She drunk liquor before I came around. She did everything before I came around. So it's not my job to, to stop her or change her from that. I allow her to go through her own journey. You know what I mean? It's my job to support her, be there for her, get in, do some of those things with her. Because I didn't drink back in the day. I didn't smoke back in I didn't do none of that, you know, when I was playing a game of basketball. So it was my job to now, okay, let me see. Let me see your vibe. Let me, okay, all right, let me, let me see how I can get a, be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? You know, and vice you versa. Know, I was shooting a video one day with uh, J-Lo and – this is when Mark Anthony was with us. And Mark Anthony's the biggest Latino superstar in the universe. Huge. And the women love him. But I'm standing on this side of the camera with J-Lo. And I'm looking at the cameraman and the 100 guys, the police officers, the janitors, the this. They all staring at J-Lo going. How they looking? <laughs> <laughs> and for that moment, Y'all see that moment? I was like, yo, it gotta be hard to be Mark Anthony. Like, I was like, because <laughs> every every guy in there was giving their sexiest look at her, like, you know, like, like, like yeah, this, yeah. I'm about to change your life. This I can do it. Has that ever happened to you when you sit next to Gabrielle? You like, yo, yeah, yeah, <laughs> hey. Hey, listen, people take their shots. If you're around or you ain't around. Oh. Somebody, they may be their only chance getting to tell. Like somebody, it may be a kid that's been talking to, not a kid, a man that's been seeing her since a kid and said, when I get the opportunity, when I see her, man, I'm shooting my shot. And I might have been there. He shot that shot. And I step back and let him shoot that shot. <laughs> because, uh. Motherfucker, no, nah, I ain't worried about it. I, I One thing about me, I am the most. I, listen, I am a confident man, okay? Yeah, I'm and the same if, way. And if she decided to do that, uh, good good blessings to both of y'all. Because oh, uh, you. you know you done fucked up, right? <laughs> Yo, D, let me tell you something. I'm going to let you shout out my sister, Gabrielle. You know, uh, I might as well just uh, shout out uh, our friend Skin by Tatum. Sometimes <laughs> when I go to my skin doctor. Shout out to Tatum. Yeah. Skin by Tatum. Uh, when Can't I go there, Gabrielle's up in there getting her natural, and I'm up in there, you know, getting my facial. <laughs> and, uh, I remember when I first seen her in there, she was like, I knew it. This is where you've been getting your facial. <laughs> good. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And uh, let me tell you, before I let you go, because I'm going to let you see the ending of this game. Uh, your top five, and you ain't got to say Fat Joe, your top five. Rappers of all time. My top five of all time. Is it in order or just period? No, no, just five. Uh, five. So, okay. One of them we're going to talk about, but here we go. Tupac. Jay-Z. Lil Wayne. Rick Ross. And this last one we got to talk about because some people may say he's not a rapper, but Drake. Oh, no, he a rapper. All right, Dan. So that's he my He's one fight. of the greatest of all time. And you all right, because I know he, he, like, he, people say, some people, we have arguments. Some people say, oh, he's an artist. We can't put him in the rap. You know, he's saying he. Yo, let me so, tell you something. That man's a phenom. Oh, and, man, he's. And it's, it's, it's nothing. 
Legend. He's a fox star, you know. He's a fox star. <laughs> he's a <laughs> shout out to Khaled. Shout out, shout out to, to Khaled. DJ Khaled. He's a fox star. That's my brother. Yo, let yes. me tell you, that, that lineup is dangerous. Yeah, that what? Come on now. Now I'm gonna go here with it, cause your brother Shaq was on here Friday. Uh, your five of all time, your five greatest of all time, your basketball players. <laughs> Man, that's so hard, bro. That's so hard. You gotta give me something. You gotta right, give so, me something that resembles. Well, which way are we doing? Are we doing it by position or are we doing it just by players? Because it's no, different. Doing, two different top fives when you do that. We gotta do it by position because you can't give me uh you know what's easier for you? Is it by position or just five? None of them are easy. <laughs> like I got my top favorite five of all time. Like, you know, that's what hard. I'm saying. What's your top favorite five? Well, see, okay, so my favorite top five is going to have my three favorite players right away. So it's going to be Jordan, Kobe, Iverson, because those are my favorite players. That's They made me. But those are my, they are my top five, too. Right, but if I, if I go by position, it may change. That's all I'm saying, for different reasons. Jordan, Kobe, and Iverson, who else, uh, who else would you add? Shaq, Just give me your favorite LeBron. five. I'm not going to do the position, because... You getting nervous on me, man. No, look, yeah, because it's it's a tough question to ask to ask an, an athlete about that. You know what I mean? And not not saying I don't have my opinions because I, I, I do, hey, but I got I got multiple top fives. Shaq, but this Shaq one had a mean top five, bro. Let me tell you something. Shaq had a mean top five. Um, you tell me. Uh, so you you got three. You got Iverson, Kobe. Yeah, I got Iverson, Kobe, MJ, and LeBron and Shaq. Who could beat that? I mean, nobody. Nobody. And let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't care what they say. That boy Shaq was so dominant. Let me ask you something. When they when they traded Shaq, did you know they were going to trade Shaq? Nope. I had no idea. I would listen. I I want they weren't talking to me at the time like that in the front office. I was a rookie. I just came out my rookie season. They weren't rapping to me like that. You know what happened to me? Shout out my brother, Drop, 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 Engineer Drop. I walked in to Drop Studio where I used to record all the time over here in Brickle, and it was pitch dark. And usually I go there, we in there, and all I seen was a shadow of the biggest guy I ever seen in the world in there. It was dark. He <laughs> said it was I dark. Was, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought I was dead. <laughs> like, I thought I had been murdered. <laughs> Somebody's gonna eat me alive. I click the light on. It's Diesel. Shaq is sitting there. He said, "I came to tell you before you hear from anybody else. They traded me to Phoenix." And I was—I couldn't believe he came to tell me that. But I was just like, "Damn!" Like, yo, Shaq is such a big guy. Like, <laughs> he's huge, bro. Bro, he's huge because he's big that way. And, like, bro, he like seven one, and then he like three-something. <laughs> like, he's a big dude, man. Oh, yeah, but. So you didn't man, know they were trading him? I didn't know they were trading him. I saw it on the ticker just like a lot of people seen it. Miami Heat trade Shaquille O'Neal. You know what I mean? The Los Angeles Lakers trade, you know, Shaquille O'Neal to the Miami Heat. And now we go crazy. Oh, yeah, we go yeah. crazy. I was like, I was sad that I was losing teammates. Yeah, like, I was sad I was losing Karan Butler, Lamar. I'm like, you know, as a rookie, like, those are my guys. You know what I'm saying? Eddie Jones and all those guys. 
like that I came in. But when I heard we was getting big fella dog, yeah. all I was thinking about was I'm about to get me a championship. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think about. You know, Miami is so blessed for being such a, a young franchise, uh, winning all those chips with you. And now these guys, this is the biggest Cinderella story I've ever seen in my life. These young boys and your guy. That's your favorite guy, Jimmy Butler. He That's my brother. In retirement. What's That's your my brother. with you and Jimmy Butler? Yeah, man. Well, Jimmy went to Marquette as well. Like, he obviously after me, but, you know, you keep your ties with your school. I, I knew Jimmy when he was still at Marquette. I mean, shout out to – we got three guys in this game right now. We got – we got Wesley Matthews, Jimmy Butler, and Jay Crowder all from Marquette in this game right now. Shout out to Marquette. We represent. But Jimmy, man, Jimmy was the reason I went to Chicago as well. Jimmy was the main reason I went to Chicago. That's my brother. And so to be able to have him in Miami, man, doing what he's doing, uh, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. You know, I also know, and we'll end it like this, because I'm going to let you focus on the end of the game. But I know you had a special relationship with Kobe Bryant. What what was that like? How did y'all bond so so well like that? Well, we we bonded by being competitors. You know what I mean? Like, and anybody know anything about Kobe? Kobe don't respect you if you ain't got no heart from a basketball standpoint, right? He don't respect you. So once Kobe and I got into a couple riffs and we had certain games back and forth, and then we played on Olympics together, just like the way he worked. He started respecting me, you know what I'm saying? And so we built a relationship just built off, you know, competition and respect. And that relationship just kept growing, man. And, you know, I will not, I've never said, I'm, like, we were best friends, but, you know, he was somebody that I enjoyed and I loved having a relationship with. I felt like he respected me the same way I respected him. And it was always love. And it, it, and it will forever be love. Um, you know, our names will forever be linked together. Because no matter what, you can't talk about the top sh shooting guards of all time without mentioning Kobe Bryant and Dwayne Wade. And that so, is a fact. So, yo, you know yo, what I mean? That's my brother, man. And I so I miss him just like everybody. Kobe, yeah, man. I love you, my brother. You can finish watching the game. I took your time out in this uh, historical moment because, I mean, what Miami's doing, nobody thought they would do that to the Greek, the freak in Milwaukee. We know they had a fighting chance. Yeah, man. But it's pretty amazing. Anything can happen in the bubble, baby. Anything bubble can trouble. In the bubble. Anything can happen you, in the bubble. You got to click off here, D-Wade. Peace. Peace, my brother. I love you, bro. Love. You don't know who I know. You don't know who I know. These guys, they're not even close. Competition? Who? Where? Are you crazy? And so let me tell you something, guys. We got the realest talk from D-Wade. And the man, man, couldn't be more honest with us. And so unconditional love. That's what I'm going to put on the caption.
And who really got unconditional love? And so we got to work through everything in life. D-Wade for life. Wade County, my brother. Roe Parish. Cool and Dre, the biggest. This the big, 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 biggest show in the game. Tomorrow night, Doja Cat. Thursday, A-Rod. Where does this happen? Tonight, Revolt TV, 10 p.m. Eastern. The Black Lives Matter edition. Tamika Mallory, Reverend Al Sharpton, Attorney Benjamin Crump, Bum B. This shit is ridiculous. This thing is different. And you know it. Yesterday, Nick Cannon. It is ridiculous what's going on here. If I was a... Uh, Somebody else was doing what Fat Joe's doing every day on IG Live. I'd be like, salute. Must see TV. Be there early. If somebody else was doing what Fat Joe's doing. Let me see you say big, 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 big. And so somebody asks me, Joe, would you allow your son to become a transgender? First of all, it wouldn't be up to me to allow it. The man's telling you. His daughter, because that's how he acknowledges her, chose to be that way and knew she wasn't normal like, you know, a regular uh, a boy. And so unconditionally, nobody's ready for that moment. Nobody's ever been ready for that moment. But when they tell him that, what are you going to do? Not love your child? Not support your child? And so I think that was the lesson of today. So the man told us his business, because it's his business and his family's business, as honest as he could, and to inspire other families that may be going through this. I'm not telling you whether to choose this or that or whatever. He's just saying, listen. It's my child, and I want Zaya to be happy. That's all I'm saying. And so it's unconditional love. And so a lot of us always want to judge. But we got situations in our family. And so sometimes, <laughs> look in the mirror. 
And so love is more powerful than anything else. We're the biggest in the game. And when you come to the Joker show, we're not here to jam up our icons, our legends, our role models. We lead with love. The DNA of this show is leading with love. We not here to jam up the people we love. For too many years, hip hop journalism or urban journalism has been getting our legends and they sit them in the hot seat and they smile at them and they wait for them to say one thing and turn that whole interview into that thing and jam them up. And this is how these people have been coming. This is how these people have been getting famous off of jamming up our legends. And so you go there, Fat Joe, what do you think of this rapper? Yo, I don't really know that boy, but what? Not on the big show. The Fat Joe Show is on Revolt TV tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. And it looks so beautiful on TV. Thank you guys for authentically making this the biggest show in the game. You guys have championed this show to TV. Shout out to Sean Diddy Combs. Just like hip hop, Corona, everybody's dying. Everybody got to wear a mask. Nobody can come out the house, quarantine. And it organically came from an oppressed place. And I said, put on the IG live and my daughter did it she she is the executive producer of this show she's just 14 years old so if you want to talk about women empowerment there you have it she's back to school and producing a tv show listen guys i love you put god first tomorrow night doja cat According to MTV, the artist of the year. And because she's the biggest, she's on the biggest show in the game. You didn't get it yet. Revolt TV, 10 p.m. Eastern tonight. Bye-bye, y'all. Put God first.